Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What do we got? Who can keep up? How consistent can you be? It's time for the Pat Narduzzi Show. The Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pit Radio Network is presented by Dollar Energy Fund. Helping our less fortunate neighbors maintain basic utility service for 36 years. Visit dollarenergy.org. And it's brought to you by Chafin Luhana, Huntington Bank. Amazing things can happen when we look out for each other. Huntington, welcome. UPMC, life-changing medicine. High-tech auto. PNC Bank, make today the day. Feeney Insurance Company. And by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Download the PG News Slide app for all the latest news on Pitt Athletic. The Pat Narduzzi Show is on the Pit Radio Network. Welcome to the Pat Narduzzi Show. I'm Larry Richard, head coach Pat Narduzzi here at the beautifully appointed Pit Studios inside the Peterson Events Center on the campus of the University of Pittsburgh. Right out of the gate, congratulations, a ginormous win at home on Thursday night against UNC. Thanks, Larry. That was, you know, I guess everybody said I got the monkey off my back. I didn't really feel the monkey. Maybe it was a gorilla. But, uh, you know, that was a good win. Our kids played their tails off. It's, again, a team win, as I said, you know, after the game. Uh, I'm just proud of our kids, the way they play, the way they battle back, the way, you know, the scoring, whether we're up, whether we're down, it doesn't matter. They're really not looking at the scoreboard. They're just playing ball until the last uh, last whistle. And it was uh, a very good North Carolina team. I and mean, that's a good football team, you said, even after the game. Uh, make no mistake, uh, in, in the ACC Coastal, the parity in there is tremendous. Hey, let me just tell you, that that's probably the best football team we've played to date, okay? Um, you know, I, I think they're talented. I mean, that uh, Daz Newsome, I mean, when DeMar went down, we struggled to cover that guy. That guy's a, you know, that guy's a legit NFL receiver um, that we couldn't cover him, and that was the, the difference in the second half compared to the first half was, you know, that targeting call, and, and uh, poor Jay Stock was out there trying to do his best, but uh, it was a tough matchup. And I also... Uh, you know, give credit to their freshman quarterback. You oh. thought under a, a big rush all night, and he certainly felt that several times. But uh, he did a pretty good job of representing his team. You don't see many quarterbacks looking to the right and then go all the way back to the left. I mean, it just doesn't happen. They might go from the you know from you know the right flat to the curl, you know, but they don't go from right flat to left flat. He did a couple times where he was here, didn't like it, went all the way back to the other side, which is hard for a kid to refocus and then still throw the ball. Without getting hit. Especially as a true freshman. So, Sam Howe, but... I think he should leave early for the NFL this year. <laughs> You've beaten every team now in the Coastal. And a few on the other side, including Clemson, Wake Forest, and Syracuse. So now the focus is going to be on Virginia Tech. Both have identical records at 7-3, and 4-2 and two each in the uh, conference play. The Coastal is still within the reach. Some things have to happen. But the first thing that has to happen is you have to win Saturday afternoon. Blacksburg. Yeah. No question, Lee. I mean, we're really not worried about the coastal because all, that's all great. You can think about all the things that could happen in the future and where could you be in January or December. Um, you know, the focus is right on those guys because if, if we don't have 100% focus on Virginia Tech, you know, we won't have a very good trip down to Blacksburg. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Virginia Tech, but uh, I do want to give credit. So many of your players uh, rose up. Look at Kenny Pickett, ACC Player of the Week on offense, then Jalen Twyman on defense. It's rare to have a team that has both sides represent the entire conference. 
no question about it. And, uh, you know, it was a big game, and our kids played, they played well. And obviously our coaches did a great job, too. How about Kenny throwing for over 300 yards, 359 if you want to get exact. Nice pass. Zero, zero interceptions. No picks. <laughs> Ball, safety, security. And then uh, rushing for two. He really challenged uh, the Carolina defense with his feet. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of times on those, you know, he's reading it. It's a give read, but you know he's like I'm. I'm taking this in. I mean, he's got he's got that to him. He's not like, you know, you know if it's there, I'm just going to hand it off anyway. He wants the ball in his hands in critical times, and those are, both those TDs he could have handed off, and AJ or whoever's in there, at the, you know, running back may have scored as well, but uh, he put it in his own hands. And you got to like a guy that's got those you know type of guts. He's proved that he's a tough competitor, and uh, how appropriate that he scores the touchdown in overtime. You got the ball first. That can be a blessing and a curse. It is what it is. You got to you got to score, and your team did, and then your defense came up huge in that overtime, and backed up uh, Carolina. And then they were fourth down and sixteen from the seventeen. Yeah, that was that was big. It was big. And again, you know, anytime you lose that coin, coin toss, which you know we don't win many of them, um, but when you lose it in overtime, I mean that's the one you really want to win. You don't really care about the one before the game, but that overtime one's critical. You'd like to play defense first, but we didn't have that option and. It was a great score by our offense. You know, when we were backed up, we, you know, with that Taysier, that Taysier catch on third down was, you know, huge. Uh, Kenny put it the only place he could put it. Right, right in and, the window. Uh, and that, 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 that was the play of the game, really. I mean, Kenny, we were going to score down there, I hope, uh, one way or another. Um, I think it was the first down we scored in, right? Was it the first down that Kenny scored? Yeah. Um, so After, I mean, I mean our, that, that third down play was, yeah, that was gigantic. It was huge because, you know what, we're kicking a field goal right there. We're going to kick a field goal, and then they can come out and kick another field I mean, they're at least going to kick a field goal. They're not going for it on fourth down twice. So that was our advantage, really, defensively, is because we scored that seven, they had to, you know, they had to go for, you know, the fourth downs. So typical of your battles with Carolina, where the team that makes that play wins the game. This time it was Pitt Panthers. No doubt about it. And I, I really enjoyed uh, when I look back at the tape, while you're there in real time watching, doing the game, uh, you see so many things, and you've often said to us in the media, you know, you got to look at the details of the tape. The game for Pitt, I thought, even looked better on tape, even through the course of the game. You know, I think offensively I'd say yes. Defensively I'd say no. I mean, as well as we played in that overtime period and maybe the last series, I mean, really that last series of the game, you know, we were on defense and, you know, we stopped them and held them a field goal. could have been no overtime. They could have scored a touchdown, you know, like the previous series, but – um, you know, defensively, we didn't play with as much detail as we need to. And maybe too many people were patting them on the back saying, nice job, Larry, nice job. You know, I don't know if you've ever had a bad day up in the booth. No. You obviously didn't Saturday. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, maybe too many pats in the back. Our guys were feeling too good. But the details, which is great, you know, we got to win. We get to come back to focus on those details and make sure that we don't go down to Blacksburg with lack of details. We have one of your big defenders, as you know, as this week's guest. Desmond Alexander is going to join us. Pitt leads the country, 45 sacks. So it's not a bad category because that means you're getting to the quarterback. I wish obviously. we had 45 wins, but I'll take the 45 sacks. <laughs> you got seven. You got a chance to get more. It's going to be a great battle down in Blacksburg. We'll talk about what you're facing with the Hokies, that and more in the weekly awards that Coach and the team present to the players based on their performance from their last win. Coming up on the Pat Narduzzi Show, you're listening to the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pit Panthers Radio Network. Narduzzi Show on the Pit Panthers Radio Network.
Sam Howe gets the snap, looking, looking, looking. Has time, under pressure, throws for the end zone, and he's got a man, but it's short. Incomplete. Panthers win in overtime. Oh, that was fun to do. No question about it. That was a, oof. I think I was on a knee right then saying a prayer. Or Again, something. that moment, fourth and 16 from the 17. If they get the touchdown, you go to overtime, too. You didn't want to do that, obviously. And then you got enough pressure on how he couldn't get enough on the ball to get it to. The receiver looked like he was streaking and was open in the end zone. Yeah, it was a scramble, and he just took off the other side of the field. I don't think it was designed that way. But right. you know, our guest tonight okay, got his hand on the ball. So, I mean, he, he got – didn't we, Des? I mean, he got his hand. I mean, it's very – I mean, it only takes just a little bit, and that took the speed off that ball. Who knows? He probably – Completes it if, if Des doesn't get that done. A signature win in the sense that you uh, did beat Carolina. So when you guys award your players for their efforts, uh, I enjoy letting the fans know who you think had outstanding games. Yeah. You know, our players of the week on, uh, on you know, special teams, I'll start with Brandon George, true freshman. Um, he's done an outstanding job for us. Obviously, he's not redshirting with his two tackles, and again, running down on the kickoff. Whatever he did in special teams, he did a great job. So he graded out 100%. He's doing what we asked him to do. You know, the ACC, you know, they, they choose players of the week, and they pick Jalen Twyman. Our player of the week on defense was this guy, Desmond Alexander. He's done an outstanding job. He had five tackles. Um, looks like one sack, two TFLs, you know, two uh, PBUs, which are he got the quarterback, knocked some balls down, especially, the, you know, especially the game winner at the end. But he also had one where he took their tight end, and dropped him in the quarterback's lap, and the quarterback got the ball, but threw it in the dirt, and it was all because of him. Right. It's one of those things, the unsung hero kind of, he could get it all unsung, because really a lot of people look and say, oh, it's a bad pass, but it was really Deslin's pass rush when he did that. And then offensively, you know, Kenny Pickett with his outstanding game. Those are the things that show up when you look closely at the film. No question about it. You're looking at all those, those fine details of who affected the quarterback and really what happened on the play. And let's talk about the unsung heroes because on special teams, this is a name that I, I called frequently during the broadcast. Yeah, John Patrician, you know, our, our grad transfer uh, from that other school came in, had two tackles, has uh, done a nice job. And, again, you know, he's a guy still learning. He's going to play. Uh, we, we sure hope he's got another year left here and, and uh, he'll play a lot more for us. But he's a tough kid. Uh, he works hard. He's smart. Um, really proud of, of where he's come in the short time he's been in this program. And then defensively, that unsung hero was, you know, Jalen Twyman uh, with his, you know, two and a half sacks and TFLs and, and three tackles. Uh, he was outstanding. And, again, his two sacks came in a four-man pass rush. And then the offense player of the week, what's his name? Shockey, Jacques Louis. That's, you do that better than me. With his four receptions, uh, you could say it was five, you know, with the one that didn't count, which I still, still kind of shocked. Well, I know you don't follow social media, but somebody put out that catch that they ruled was not a catch in the end zone. And, I mean, in slow motion, I, I don't know how they missed that, but he ended up making up for it anyway. He made up for it and some, so at least we scored on that drive. If we don't score on that drive now, uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably get fined. I'd probably get fined. Um, well, we don't want that, happy. Coach. So I'm close not... to Thanksgiving. It's all right. No, it's okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, but, you know, Shockey had a great game, and, and uh, we're, we're excited for him. And then your next category is defensive attack force. Explain what that is. Defensive attack force, the guy has a lot of production, the guy that's making a lot of plays that, you know, again, kind of like the unsung hero, just maybe one of our most productive guys on defense. And Damari Mathis was that guy. He had the three tackles. He had the gigantic interception before the half. 
which you know maybe takes three points off the board. I mean, it, you know, it could ch- it's a game changer. You don't realize again how important that interception was down on the ten yard line. But if they catch it or you know have another chance, at least kick a field goal before the half. You know, we're probably not playing it for overtime. And then your rocks players. Our rocks players of the week. You know, uh, Jackson Henry, which I think this might be the second time he's got it on special teams. Uh, Blake Zavovic, uh, who we've kind of moved up this week into the old line, so he got some reps with the two offense line this week. But he does a great job every week for us. Uh, on that rock offensive line. And then Brandon Hill, uh, a young kid that really does everything. I mean, he plays receiver for us. You know, whatever we ask him to do, he plays tailback. Uh, he's he's going to be a fabulous player for us. I'm, I can't wait to watch him play next year. So as you put away, and I know you already have, but for the fans' sake, what were the big takeaways for you from the Carolina game? Uh, big takeaways is, you know, zero turnovers. I think that's the first thing. I, mean, I think you, you, you beat a really good football team, and, and part of the reason you did that is offensively we didn't turn the ball over. We were able to get, um, I believe, uh, you know, one turnover on defense, but also two more on downs. I mean, think about how important that opening drive was. They drive it down the field, maybe 60 yards. They go for it on fourth and one. They're feeling pretty confident. And, and really, Kylan Johnson makes a big play on fourth and one stop. So, um, you know, our guys are going to make plays when they have to. They might bend a little bit on defense, but they didn't break. Um, and then, you know, offensively, I think we just keep getting better every week. And that was one of their better performances. And the offense put together some drives, six minutes, two of them. Yeah, they had some, we had some long drives that game. I go through a drive chart uh, with our kids on Sunday, and just you look at the, the drives, even whether it was a field goal or a missed field goal or a touchdown, we had some long drives and ate up a lot of yardage in that football game. And you're keeping the uh, other offense, which can be pretty explosive, as you saw, for a short period of time when they climb back into the game. But you found a way to win. No question. I don't know if I ever thought at the beginning of the year, as much as we planned on throwing the ball, as much as we throw the ball, that we'd win the time possession maybe every game except for Safari. You know, that's hard to do, but uh, our offense has done a great job controlling the ball. And you're going to meet the weekly award winner from the team. Deslin Alexander is going to join us when we come back. You're listening to the Pat Narduzzi Show and the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back to the Pat Narduzzi Show. Larry Richard with head coach Pat Narduzzi brought to you by Dollar Energy Fund and coach's special guest, defensive lineman Deslin Alexander from Pompano Beach, Florida, who is awardee for the defensive player of the game. Congratulations. Thank you. Take us back to that final play. As coach detailed, Sam Howe, the true freshman quarterback, Carolina, this is it. They have a chance to tie and maybe go to a second overtime. If it doesn't make the pass, you win the game. What was going on as you were approaching uh, how? Uh, I think they lined up in trips, uh, the next trips. And um, the so tight end. D-lineman knows the formation and the backfield set there. It's impressive. Oh, yeah. They did that a lot. Either one side, they would just flip one side or the other. Yep. And the tight end, who's usually like an Ollie or Whip, was like closer to the formation. So... Uh, when the two receivers went out, the tight end came and like started blocking me. So I went outside, which made the quarterback step up, and I spent countered that. And then as the quarterback was stepping up, I, you know, I laid out to get a piece on. And the quarterback got um, tight end got a really good shot on me, but you know, it was enough for him to. And you got just enough it. of it. Just enough to take the speed off the ball. Two fingers. How many fingers did you get on the ball? I remember. Can't remember. I'm surprised, coach, at the detail. Deslin can remember just one play. He just, he just threw a couple. I mean, he's talking about gun X trips, and he's talking about Ollie and Whip, which are two different formations. 
I mean, with all the motions and things people do nowadays, I mean, that's, that's what's going through our kids. It's not just go put my hand on the ground and get in a good right. stance and play football. If you're just doing that, you're going to be an average football team. Our, that's the knowledge, that, you know, in our building over there, we talk about knowledge all the time. That's the knowledge that our guys have, not just about what they better know what they're doing. We want to know what the other team's doing. I often hear Randy Bates, the defensive coordinator, you know, he's talking all this lingo that you guys are acutely aware of that the average person would be like, what are they saying? But bottom line is your defense is playing at a high level, particularly your uh, defensive line. So congrats on the win. How did it feel when you saw that ball flutter to the ground? I was just really excited. I was excited for the team, you know, knowing that, you know, defense, you know, went through a little, you know, adversity through the game. And, you know, we were just able as a team uh, to hunker down, you know, and get a stop, you know, get a win for the team. Well, Saturday would be a great time to just play all four quarters perfectly, all three phases of the game. Right, Coach? Give me some on that one. <laughs> what I'd like to see. <laughs> so you come from Pompano Beach, Florida. What was it that made you decide on the University of Pittsburgh? At the time. Um, it wasn't the weather right up front, <laughs> let's be honest. At the time, I was committed to NC State. Um, and, you know, Coach Salem uh, and Coach Sims recruited me. At the time, you know, like, he was very persistent. Um, so... You know, I just wanted to give this school a shot, see what there was about. You know, Coach Narduzzi was in my ear. Coach Narduzzi had a home visit. You know, I loved, like, you know. What was it like when uh, Coach Narduzzi came to your house? Uh, it was pretty cool. My mom was at work. Intense, wasn't it? Yeah. My mom was at work, and she uh, took a break, and she works, like, uh, half a mile away at the hospital. And she came home to see. So Coach Narduzzi, you know, you know what the type of coach he is. You know, he spoke to us, looked, what, told me what Pitt was really about, and you know, I just wanted to give him, give Pitt a shot. So I took a visit here, and you know, school sold itself. You played a lot last year. You're redshirt sophomore, uh, and an opportunity to, to play a lot here. And hopefully, there'll be. We know there's going to be a bowl game. We know that uh, it'll depend on what you guys do this week and next, but. Uh, as far as Pittsburgh, how have you adapted to this area? I think I adapted well, you know. Uh, like I always say, when it's cold, I put a jacket on. But otherwise, <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> hey, what a great idea. Right. Um, so, you know, that doesn't really affect me much. But, you know, Pittsburgh has a lot to offer. It's a beautiful city. You know, really great people here. Uh, food's good, too. So, you know, great place. If you had to pick one restaurant, I think we asked you. Go ahead. We'll... Um, Serafino's. Serafino, so you like. When was the first time you went to Serafino? Uh, my first time coming here. All right, we took we took all the incoming freshmen that year. Uh, there was only a couple, right? It was uh, me, Kenny, Kirk, and Jerry. Yeah. So that's like home cooking. We went there home cooking. All right, let me ask you about uh, now. Your focus has been on Virginia Tech. This team under their coach uh, Justin Fuentes in his fourth season there. He's got them playing really well. They started a little slow. But now you both have exactly the same records, both overall and in the conference. It's going to be a big night in Blacksburg. What's your vision of what uh, the offense of the Hokies has to offer? See, I think they do a lot of unique things, you know, as far as, like, their sets and, you know, uh, what they do with their, like, running backs and tight ends. Like, they run first team. Um, so I think, you know, just being locked in based on our keys, using our fundamentals, you know, and getting after them. Is that what you attribute to the success of your front defensive line? You've been consistent all year. And I always hear Coach preach, stop the run. you got to stop the run. Yeah, I really think just like stopping the run, 
one, you know, just like hunger down our fundamentals. Uh, fundamentals are really big. Coach Parcher talks about it all the time. Um, no matter, you know, outside knows everything going on, you just lock your eyes in on your keys and, you know, play with great fundamentals and play hard and, and everything will do itself. Well, I don't want you to be distracted, but down there on third downs for, well, well it's more so for our offense. They have this turkey noise and it's third down. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> We, we have to laugh because there was one time we were on the sidelines there coaching. They had their uh, their turkey mascot was right in front of me, and I almost lost my composure <laughs> during the turkey sound. But it's going to be a great atmosphere. I mean, this is what you come. This is what you play, you know, D1 football, games like this. This is a marquee game for the ACC in, in the nation. With It's going to be a big battle. How do you think you're going to end up? End uh, up great. You know, you, you never want to let the you know environment get – too much, you know, there's always a job to be done. Um, a lot of the guys, you know, was talking about, you know, environment. But it's always cool to play a big game in November, you know. So that means you're in a good, good position. So, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm ready to play. If you're playing a big game in November, that means you're in a good place. Yep. You are in a good place. And we'll have more with Deslin Alexander when we return on the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Welcome back to the Pat Narduzzi Show. We would be remiss, Coach, if we didn't wish Billy Hillgrove a happy birthday. Today. Happy birthday, Billy. Billy Hillgrove has been doing Check this out. Deslin Alexander is Coach's guest today. Uh, Bill Hillgrove has done now 51 seasons of pit basketball. Uh, this is the 46th of football and 25 of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, How about that? That's awesome. He picked, yes. he picked the Steelers last Thursday night instead of staying here with us. He went to the Steelers, <laughs> just so you know. But it's his birthday. He uh, had to do that one. Yeah, Larry took over and did a heck of a job. He's as good as it gets, so we want to wish uh, Billy Hillgrove happy birthday. So I want to give you a chance uh, to, to go off the football subject so fans get to know you a little better. So Cal Berger back at the mothership every week in our pregame, he features 10 questions with another player. And this week... You, you think offensive linemen don't get any love. By the way, we got to recognize uh, your offensive lineman of the week. Oh, Nolan Ulysio. Yeah, we did forget that one. No sacks, no pressures, grayed out 100%. Nolan, a grad transfer from the University of Michigan, has had a great year for us and seems to be getting better every week. He's had a great week of practice as well. So maybe, you know, again, first year, first year as a Panther. Well, you know who gets less love than the offensive line, Deslin? The long snapper. <laughs> so we want to give... Uh, Cal Adamitis, the 10 questions. Cal will have that in our pregame. So we want to give you an opportunity. All right, you ready? Sir. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh, man. Tick, tock, tick. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, hey, I have a coat on my wall in the bathroom in case I'm going. I'm drawing a blank. That's all right. Um, we can go on. There's no like. Go there's no buzzer. Let's go on. You're, you're not going to lose uh, cash and prizes if you don't answer. Pass. What was your favorite cartoon as a kid? Superman. Like Superman. Well, you didn't hesitate on that. Like Superman. Well, you're playing like Superman. Just don't <laughs> tell coach. Uh, if you were stranded on a desert island, which two teammates would you want with you and why? Um, Jimmy Medor, uh Batman. Just because he's Batman. Batman, you're Superman. Yeah. All right, who's the other? Mm-hmm. I'll take JT because he's my roommate. And you know, I've gotten really close to him uh, lately. And who's JT? Nobody knows. Okay. Yes, Swami. number 97. 
we've seen him too uh, create some havoc for opposing players. Uh, do you play any musical instruments? I do not. Do you sing? I do not. In the shower? Dance? In the shower? <sighs> nope. <laughs> what was your dream job when you were a little kid other than playing football? I wanted to be a president growing up. <laughs> so. Anything's possible. Right. Yeah. We could that. use you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll move on quickly from that. <laughs> uh, which of your teammates is most likely to become famous for something other than football? Mm. Mayor Watts. I think everybody says every player we've had. What's he going to do? Tell me what he's going to do. Comedian. Like, Comedian? He's like one of the funniest person people I've ever met. I'll tell you what. The first time I met him, you, he's a person, Coach. When you meet him, you never forget him. You know, like day one, this is a guy I'm not going to forget. Absolutely. And he has that kind of personality. And yeah. fortunately, for coaches' sake, he's producing on the field too. Uh, and finally, this coach loves this because coaches Spotify is just filled Loaded. with jams. Your three top songs that we would find on your Spotify. Um, Raw Wave. He's like a Florida rapper. Um, Raw Wave, huh? Yeah. Uh, Kodak. Uh, that's a camera, isn't it? <laughs> no, Kodak, like he's a rapper from Florida also. Kodak's from Florida? Yeah. So we've heard Kodak before. Yeah, yeah. Before, yes, well, we've we've yes, heard yes. it. Yep, you're right. And third one, I don't know. I'm, Those are your two favorite, huh? Two favorite. Main Street guy, maybe a Drake or something. Drake. Yeah. He's All right, Coach and I, we, we know Drake. Yeah, J.D. Drake, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just actually announced uh, the Grammy nominees today, so. I'm sure Drake's in there somewhere. He always is. Well, Deslin Alexander, uh, we appreciate you coming out tonight. Good luck against the Hokies on Saturday afternoon. Thank you. I remember my best piece of advice. Best piece hey. of advice. Here it is from redshirt sophomore, 6'4", 265-pound Deslin Alexander. Um, from Coach Andrews, turn yourself into something that can't be questioned. I like that. Turn yourself into something that can't be questioned. I was trying to get the terms right um, in my head, but that's on my bathroom wall every day. I wake up to brush my teeth, and that's something you know I look at every day. That's pretty deep, Coach. Deep stuff. I thought he was going to say, trust me, come to Pitt. Maybe that was the best <laughs> advice he ever got. Well, we you know? appreciate you coming out. Good luck. Thank you so much. Deslin Alexander, and when we come back, former Pitt quarterback Pat Bostick, and we'll break down Virginia Tech. You're listening to the Pat Narduzzi Show and the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Pit Panthers Radio Network. Kenny Pickett throws it downfield. He's got a man wide open. Shot. He ducks the lead at the 35. He's to the 20. He's to the 10. He'll go all the way for the Panthers. Touchdown. 74 yards for Shockey Jacques Louis. Welcome back to the Pat Narduzzi Show. And we welcome former Pitt quarterback Pat Bostic. Also associate athletic director of Major Gifts, Coach. Major Gifts. <laughs> you love doing that. that. Oh, my goodness gracious. You're making me blush. Maurice French was unavailable. Uh, we saw Shockey Jacques-Louis do some things. He took another step in the game against Carolina. 74-yard touchdown. Uh, certainly helped the cause. Yeah, he's really grown up right in front of our eyes here as, as the season goes on. And, you know, he's banged up early in the year. You know, we saw stuff as a true freshman coming in and, and, uh, you know, he's just got a lot of confidence right now. It could be a nice finish to the season. He's fun to watch, right, Pat? Well, you talked about big plays last week. You guys cracked the can open a little bit with some big ones down the field. That had to help. I mean, oh. 
open some underneath stuff up later in the game. No question about it. I, mean, I think any time you can stretch a field like that, it's important. But, again, we knew they were going to give it to us. You know, we'll find out what uh, Tech does this weekend. Is it Tech or is it Virginia Tech? Well, it's funny. Jerry DePaula. Virginia Polytechnic. Of the Trib. Yeah, he, he makes sure you get that polytechnical in there. It's Virginia technical. You know, it's Tech. I'm starting to worry Virginia. about you. I'm starting to worry about that guy. <laughs> Jerry, it's Virginia Tech just for this week, all right? <laughs> the Hokies, uh, this is going to be a great atmosphere for college football. 3.30 kickoff, by the way, we'll be on our pregame show on the network at 1.30. So let's talk about Justin Fuentes. got his team playing very well. You, it's like two locomotives coming together because you, your team is playing very well and, and you have identical records. So uh, what do you anticipate? You know what? It's going to be an intense game. Um... You know, I, I think on both sides of the football in every phase, uh, they're physical, we're physical. Uh, offensively, they like to run the ball. Um, you know, we like to stop the run. Uh, we're going to have to stop the, the run in, a, in the best way we have this year. They do a lot of things with quarterback runs and, and a lot of different motions. So our guys are going to have to adjust it out and have great eye control. And then offensively, um, you know, we got we got to win our one-on-ones on the outside. It's going to be really important. Uh, they'll play a lot of zero coverage. They're going to have everybody down in the box within seven yards. And uh, it's not going to be easy to run the football, but uh, we're going to have to pry through it. We did last year, um, but we had a different football team than a year ago, so it's going to be a different deal. How different are they? Two quarterbacks, they got the big kid, Patterson, that will play in the red zone. How different are they offensively with him in the game than when Hooker's in the game? You know, Hooker's completing about 60% of his passes. I think you know Patterson's completing like 38% of them, so that's probably the major difference. Uh, Patterson is a big physical guy that can run. Um, you know, the run game is the same. They run the same run game as they run with Hooker. Um, you know, he started the Notre Dame game, and, you know, they lost by one point, you know, in South Bend, 20 to 21. So, you know, Patterson has started. So he can he can run the whole show. Um, you know, Hooker's probably just a little bit better passer um, at this point. Yeah, that's unusual, though, even at this level to have two quarterbacks where they will, you know, usually you like to go with one guy, right? Yeah, they go with one guy. I mean, Patterson started the game because Hooker was down, I think. Right. Um, but, you know, Patterson will come in just to do a little bit. You know, maybe they don't want to get, um, you know, Hooker banged up too much. But, again, it's a, it's a it's 240. Maybe he's 250. I mean, maybe they're, you know, they're fibbing a little bit in that. I mean, he looks like a, he looks like a man-child back there. So he's a, he's a guy we're going to have to tackle. What about Bud Foster's defense? This is going to be an emotional game for him. It's his last home game. Yeah. You, you're familiar with Bud Foster. He's been there since the 90s. Yeah, it's amazing. He's a legend, you know, defense coordinator, obviously, in the, in the, uh, the country. Uh, they did have Bud Day last week, so maybe it's, I think, Senior Day this week, I think. Yeah. Um, so Bud Day was last week, so we're kind of ignoring that. We're over that. Uh, but, you know, the seniors are going to play the tails off in a home game like we did a year ago, um, and, uh, and I'm sure they're going to play, you know, their best game they can for that staff and for Bud. They're aggressive on defense. One element of, of your offense, I think, that's improved – this year has been the screen game, particularly with A.J. Davis. How valuable can that be against a pressure team like, like the Hokies? You know, Cam, but when you watch their tape, you watch them sniff out a lot of screens. So they're, they're smart blitzers. They, 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 they'll add in. They'll green dog over the back. So they do a good job in the screen game. Um, the most important thing is stretching them down the field, you know, if we can. Um, if we can run by their corners and, and open up something there, I think that's going to be the biggest help, which then they've got to drop off and help protect. So how do you gear uh, your team up? for another big game like this on the road where it's probably going to be a big crowd and everyone will be in it to win it. Yeah, I think we're going to take them to the zoo on Friday. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do we get them geared up? You know, we're not going to change how we get them going. I mean, 
Um, you know, we don't want to get them up too early. We don't want to get them up too late. I think, you know, at, at 3.35 or whatever time that game time is when we got to be primed up, ready to go. And, and, again, you can't treat it any different than any other game. It's a big game. Our guys know it. Um, but I want our guys to play loose, go out and have fun and enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the game, and, and uh, you know, just you know, play the way they know how to uh, play and, and play the way they practice. Special teams-wise, their kicker's pretty, pretty exemplary. Um, Beamer ball is, is still – the deal with Virginia Tech? Yeah, two years ago when we went down there, they got two hands on our punts, which is Beamer Ball. I mean, they're going to, they like to return them, they like to block them, so they're going to give you the same look and, and try to do the both and, and make you protect and, and then get a return on you. Um, you know, their punter, you know, is one of the top in the ACC, if not the top, and one of the top in the country. I think he's up for a Ray Guy award as well, I believe, that came out this week, top five or six. Um, so we're not going to put a punt returner back. Why go back there and catch him? Just, we're just going to bring an added, added guy and bring 11 guys at the punter and see what happens. And leave the punt returner at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah, He can stay Let it go in the end zone. Yeah. And you get it to free. Maybe it'll just keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's, his numbers are pretty, pretty. Yeah, they're good. They're good on special teams. It's amazing how critical that is can flip a field, though. I mean, you talk about special teams. That's certainly a key. No question about it. Our return game, our coverage game, you know, every phase is important. Was it was your plan to have Kessman with his first career punt on the goal line? So you just backed up twice to get. To... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, no. he hit a nice one though. I mean, forty-two yards and a and a fair catch. I'll take forty-two yard net. You talk about adversity. Yes, for his first punt, and many say, "Why, Alex Kessman? Why was he punting there?" You know, Alex had a better week punting. You know, we kind of weren't happy with what was going on with our punt game, and and uh, the head coach made a decision last week. Hey, Kess, you want to try punting? He went in there. It's the first time he's punted all year in practice. He banged a few. We looked at the numbers. We, you know, we timed everything. We measured the distance. It was kind of so, like wait, wait. we had a bad. We had a tryout. Wait, back up. That's the first time he punted in practice was last week. Yes. And then he's on, and as Pat pointed out, yeah. two penalties backed up to the goal line. Yeah. And he's punting out, out of the goal line. Yeah. Watching him in pregame. I mean, he, he, he can boot it. He's got, he's his, got a foot. His leg is not just for kicking extra points in field goals. When his foot hits the football, it's, it there's, a different, there's a different noise. Like you hitting a golf well, ball. That's a pregame with your little mic out there. <laughs> like kind you, of, it's like you hitting a golf ball. Um, <laughs> or your, we'll, son, your son. Yeah, Patrick. yeah, yeah. We'll be back with more with <laughs> Pat Narduzzi and Pat Bostick. You're listening to the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Pickett keeps, runs into the end zone for a Panther. Touchdown in overtime. Kenny Pickett. Fake the handoff to Davis. Kept it. Ran around the left side, in for the Panthers' score. And that was Kenny Pickett's second rushing touchdown of the game and proved to be the difference. Uh, 34-27, Pitt beats North Carolina in OT. Let's go back for just a second, because that was such a great moment. For the fans that came out, we all know the challenges of the evening. But for the people that showed up, the Panther faithful, it was loud. I mean, especially down in the Panthers' pit, the students were there. And that's where you end up scoring the touchdown and making the play that wins the game. No question about it. You know, we got into overtime. That was one of the big decisions. Where are we playing this overtime? Which end of the field? I said, we're going down to the pit right down there. That was a good move. Yeah, that was a, that proved to be fun. And, you know, our kids enjoyed it. Like I said, I saw no panic. I saw nobody flinching on the sideline. Our kids were engaged. They were locked in and played a heck of an overtime. It has to help you this time of year. You talked about it after the game. You played in so many one-possession games. And football in November, it's fourth quarter. You got, I mean, how much does that help a team uh, as you get into playoff mode? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps a ton. I mean, we've been in this position. You know, our guys aren't flinching. 
Um, you know, we've been in these games entire season, so we're going to get into it maybe the next two weekends, maybe the third weekend or fourth weekend to go. And, and you want to be in those games. We could blow people out. And, you know, you never find out really what you're made of. And, you know, I'd still like to blow them out. Don't get me wrong. But uh, you'd be all right with that, too. But, uh, yeah, you'd be all right. Um, but, you know, we'll take what, what we get, and, and uh, you know, we're prepared for it. I can tell you that. Early in the year, Kenny ran a little bit more. He got banged up, obviously, against UCF. And this was really the first time consistently he tucked it and ran. How important is that to your offense? Because it just it seemed like he was a little more apt to throw it away a couple weeks ago. Not sure if that was intended or not. But he tucked it and ran hard against Yeah, I mean, I, we haven't, you know, health-wise, he's fine enough to run. It's kind of what they give him. You know how it is. I mean, you go into weeks never depending ran. on the coverage. Um, you, or you ran really slow. Um, <laughs> Which means I didn't run. <laughs> I was walking. Um, but, you know, we, we haven't told Kenny, hey, don't run with the ball, don't scramble. Uh, we've told him to get down, which is just a smart thing. The reason he got hurt is because he likes to, you know, run through you. Um, but, you know, it's been the same game plan. He's, he's going to be able to run the football. We'd like him to scramble. And, you know, if that's what they're giving you, you know, I'd rather do that than try to force one in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, it was nice to see him, you know, recognized for his efforts by the conference, you know, ACC offensive player of the game. And we mentioned earlier uh, Jalen Twyman on defense. And it's rare that one team gets both sides of those awards kenny's been a warrior yeah kenny's been outstanding and again you know did a great job with his eyes all day i mean he's had problems you know when we went down to georgia tech with staring the receiver down he throwed a pick and i think he just you know just takes time it's a, it's a habit that you've got to work every day and understand how important it is and you know again it's a learning moment when you go down to georgia tech and throw that pick knowing you know i did bring that free safety all the way over there and let him have that pass and and uh, but those are things that have to happen to a young quarterback it was a lot of fun coach now we're looking ahead to uh, Saturday afternoon. Final thought? Looking forward to it. It'll be a fun one. Oh, you guys, oh, I'm sure you guys will have a lot of fun. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm stressed from the Are you going to have ball? a turkey? You'll be up in the, you guys will be up in the box eating turkey legs I up I can't there. stand that turkey call. No, we start two hours prior to kickoff, which is when they serve the food, so I never get to eat. Then they send me down. I come, into the, booth, I come into the booth with a plate, and he goes, hey, thanks for bringing me some. I said, you can't eat. I mean... <laughs> And then he does his walkthrough. It's like he's still playing, Coach. I mean, he's that. I like to go on the field. That, that's that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Well, we'll see you on the charter. I'll see you on the charter. Pat Bostic. I'll see you on the charter. And we'll be back. Bring me some Chick-fil-A. With some final thoughts from head coach Pat Narduzzi. You're listening to the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Return to the Pat Narduzzi Show on the Pitt Panthers Radio Network. Back on the Pat Narduzzi Show presented by Dollar Energy Fund. Head coach Pat Narduzzi and the Virginia Tech Hokies. Your Panthers doing battle. Identical records going down to Blacksburg. Great atmosphere. Great road opportunity. This could be a defining game right now for this season. It really is. I mean, it's a one-game season. It's a playoff game, really, when you look at it. I mean, that's what we're, we're looking at it as. And, and uh, you know, our kids got to go out and play their best game of the year. And I think we have the ability to do that. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch them. This is what you put all that hard work in for games like this, opportunities. Opportunities in November. You know, Deslin talked about it earlier. Um, you know, there's contenders and pretenders in November, and we want to be a contender. Well, you are at 7-3, uh, and 4-2 and two in the ACC. The Coastal still up for grabs. And by the way, you can check out Pitt Beyond the Script, Episode 13, Thursday on AT&T Sportsnet at 6, and an encore presentation Friday at 3.30. Pat Narduzzi radio show on at 4 on Friday and then a encore at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Coach, we always like to give your honorary captain some love. You've got Kareem Thompson coming back, who 
who was a captain of this football team at one point. Uh, it's been a few semesters. He graduated in 1999. No doubt about it. We're happy to have him in. You know, he's a former, came in as a running back, got moved over to linebacker, and had a nice career. He's also uh, served 16 years as a firefighter, so first responder, one of those pit guys that's gone out into the community and continues to contribute. So we want to give uh, Kareem Thompson some love. Any final thoughts, Coach? You know what, uh, we're just looking forward to getting out of an airplane, that charter that, you know, you'll, you'll come with us on that charter flight. And, um, you know, all the preparation, you know, we still got another day of practice, uh, but the preparation is so important for what we do. Um, you know, our kids are going to be mentally and physically prepared. We're going to be fresh. I think we're pretty healthy uh, going to the game. So we just need to go out and play ball, and I think that's going to be the fun part. Good luck against the Hokies. Thanks, Larry. Head coach Pat Narduzzi, and we want to thank Amanda Soleil, producing here on site at Pitt Studios, and also Kel Berger back at the mothership. Uh, Bill Hillgrove, Pat Bostick will join us. Don't forget our pregame is at 1.30 Saturday afternoon, and looking forward to that. You've been listening to the Pat Narduzzi Show and the Pitt Panthers Radio Network.